Have you ever wondered if you could make a difference? This podcast brings you inspirational people who are making a tremendous difference. We will also be talking to experts in the field of creating the mindset you need so that nothing holds you back from making your vision a reality right now. Welcome to the Game Changers Podcast. And now, here's your host, Michelle Dutro. Hello and welcome to this Roaring Twenties New Year's Day podcast edition of the Game Changer Podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am your host, and I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm actually recording this live on New Year's Eve from the Champagne Room at the Inner North Star Retreat Center. Super excited to be here. Super excited to talk about this topic, which far and away is my favorite thing to talk about, which is what you believe to be true. Now, hopefully you listened to yesterday's show where we talked about perception. And really the focus there is what we believe to be true about others and how far off base often we can be. Well, the reality is that same thing holds true with us. What is it that we actually believe to be true about ourselves and where did that come from? That's what I want to chat with you about today because really it is the foundation of your entire goal setting. It's your entire mindset. It's everything you believe to be possible. So before you start writing down goals around what you would like this next year, this next decade to look like, I want to make sure that you're not putting limitations out there that should not exist. So I think the easiest way to do that, at least for me, is always through a story. This one's going to be about Roger Bannister. Now, maybe that name is not super familiar to you, but I bet you his story is. You see, he is the one that broke the, or the first one, really, to break the four-minute mile record. This is obviously no small feat. Anybody who ever does anything for the first time, it's quite astonishing. But for him in particular, let's understand, this goal had been out there and been talked about and trying to achieved really since about 1886 on a very serious elite athlete level. So this goal, this achievement of breaking a four-minute mile took nearly 70 years of effort to get there. Now, what's really cool about Roger is he was kind of known as the lone wolf. Unconventional thinking, unconventional training, unconventional coaching methodology. You see, he didn't believe that the way it had always been done, which, by the way, it hadn't been done, would be something that would work he'd have to go about this entirely differently. And for him, that was his belief that it could be done. So every minute of every day, that is all he visualized. He rehearsed in his mind over and over and over what that would feel like, what that would look like, how he would run, how his legs would move, how his arms would move, how he would carry himself. What would he be thinking? How would he be breathing? And there simply was no other option. What's also fascinating is all of these elite athletes and, and the most experienced coaches all had determined that if this record were to ever be set, it would have to be the most ideal track. There would have to be no wind. It would have to be a precise temperature right around 68 degrees. And imagine this. On May 6, 1954, it was actually a cold day and the track was wet when he beat that four-minute mile barrier. It had nothing to do with these external circumstances. It had everything to do internally, what he knew he could do, regardless of anything externally or expectations that had been set by others, certainly over nearly 70 years. 
Now, the reason this story is so fascinating and why most of us have heard it is while that is important enough, what follows is equally as important as it relates to what we are all capable of, given the right mindset. Because you see, 46 days later, his record was broken. And within a year, three more people had broken that four-minute mile barrier. This took prior 70 years of attempts, of coaching, of training, of everything you could imagine. 70 years. And here's a handful of people within a year that run a four-minute mile. How is that possible? Because all that needed to happen was the belief that it could be done. Now, let's imagine since that time, over a thousand individuals have run a four-minute mile. How can that be that within the same time span prior, not one single person, and now in that same time span, another 70 years, more than a thousand? So what this all speaks to is, as you're jotting down these goals, what do you believe to be possible? And I don't care if whatever it is has ever been done or not. We all have to summon up our inner Roger Bannister here and say, forget about that. Forget about ideal circumstances. Forget about whether or not it's 68 degrees and no wind. What do I want? And if I rehearse it mentally, emotionally, physically enough every single day, it will happen. So my, my ask of you here is, what is that thing? Is it to quit smoking you thought was impossible? To keep the weight off and no more yo-yo dieting? To quit that job and start a new business that you thought would be too risky because you don't have enough money or resources or whatever else it is? What does that dream look like? What is your four-minute mile? We all have one. We all have a unique gift, a unique talent, which is why we are here. If you've already written down some goals, I want you to revisit those and tell me how many did you kind of lower down, sort of dim your light on, because no one else has done it, or those that have, you don't have what they have. We got we to gotta wad that piece of paper up into a ball, throw it out a window, throw it in a fireplace, whatever it is, but we got to get rid of that. I want you to clear the slate right now and start thinking in a whole new way of what is possible. If you heard yesterday's episode, you know that I have a 20-acre retreat center in Julian, California, high up on a mountaintop. Seemingly, it would be very odd that I would have this place considering, oh, let's see, two months before I bought it, I had never even heard of the town of Julian. Never even heard of it. Even though I'm from Southern California, never heard of it. And when I got here, I instantly knew this was the place. This is the place that would immediately make anyone feel more at peace and serene and relaxed. It was the exact retreat environment I had envisioned for nearly 15 years. Did I know how? Nope. Did I know where? Nope. But my why was big enough. I knew that this was not negotiable in this lifetime. This would have to happen. Fast forward to that day, which, by the way, January 5th is my two-year anniversary. Standing outside in the then black asphalt driveway, which now has a great big fountain in it, I looked around and visualized every single thing on this property that I wanted to have happen. Once the concrete was ripped out, my first stop was this uh, sort of very old welding garage. Currently now is where I'm standing, which is a 1920s-themed champagne room. 
with glitter floor, pink couches, chandeliers, all from a vision. No idea how that was going to happen either. I just knew that it was going to. So when you're making your goals out, when you're thinking about what this really grand life is that you can have, do not allow yourself to get caught up in, well, how is that going to happen? I don't have the money or the resources. That is not for you to concern yourself with. What you need to concern yourself with is, why must this happen? Why does this matter to me? What will the cost be to me if it doesn't happen? What will that feel like? What will it take for this to be not negotiable? This is not a wish I could have it. It's an absolute must. And when we can all become Roger Bannister every day, visualizing nothing else. He didn't visualize perfect weather. He didn't get that. He didn't visualize the ideal track. He didn't get that either. He didn't concern himself with external factors that were out of his control. He focused on the only thing we can all control, and that is ourselves. And when we can do that and master our own mind, master our psyche, only rehearse over and over what we want, and never again think about the things we don't want, magic happens. The impossible becomes possible and becomes real. So I would love to hear from you, whether that's on email from the website at internorstar.com, Instagram or Facebook under the same name, or on LinkedIn under my name, Michelle Dutro. Share with me what you're after this year. I'd love to join you on your journey as much as I would love for you to continue to join me on mine. Maybe one day we see each other here at a retreat. Please come up and introduce yourself. I would love to meet you and share in your magic. Let's celebrate these Roaring Twenties together and make them bigger and brighter than what anybody could ever think would be possible. But you and I know it is. Thank you for your time. I know how precious it is. It means the world to me. Thank you for tuning in to this New Year's Day episode of the Game Changer Podcast. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.